Sean and Caitlin are on break this week, but while they're off, Dad's Daughters and Dollars is still on. Here's an encore of one of their most popular episodes. Enjoy. Welcome to Dad's Daughters and Dollars, a financial podcast for everyone. Now, here's one of my favorite people. (laughs) I'm Sean, the dad, clearly the favorite. And I'm Caitlin, the daughter, clearly my dad's mistaken. Hey, hey, if I'm shining, everybody gonna shine. Oh my God, Dad. I was born like this, don't even gotta try. What are you even I'm like Chardonnay, get better over time. Lizzo. Who am I talking about? He's singing Lizzo. I am singing Lizzo because my daughter is the winner of the Doug Pensinger uh, contest. It's well. Let me just come and interject. Hello, everyone. Nice to uh, nice to hear you again, or I guess be talking to you again. Uh, and yes, uh, I just this morning I found out I won the Doug Pensinger Photography Fund, and it's a grant, um, and it's a good it's a good bit of money. And I yeah. have a mentorship with it too. You have a mentorship with someone who mentored, shoots for mentorship, yeah. <laughs> with someone who shoots for Sports Illustrated, right? Yeah, I mean, he's an it's amazing really freelance photographer, and I am so looking forward to learning as much as I can from him. <laughs> and this contest has has a lot of people that enter, so it's a big deal. I, I yeah, I'm not sure how many people enter, but the whole point is, is uh, at the end of the day, I, I won it, and it's it's really fun. So we just found that out, and that was good news. And um, but welcome everybody. I guess maybe you didn't come for all the good news, but you came for what we're talking about today so i don't know what we have going on i think Uh, it's something about inflation yeah i was going to talk quickly about inflation i don't think this will be a really long podcast with the exception of me just keep saying hey you won that contest (laughs) you laughing i just want to let everyone know that if we'd had if we'd been recording this you know three days from now it might be a little bit less of a buzz, but I i kid you not when we were just found out well we just found out but i was also um we always start the the podcast music and it's just kind of, it gets us going. And I think this is the first time when we've been recording the podcast that we both danced the entire time. Like we just did a little shimmy. We really got to make a video portion of this so that people can see, but yes, sorry. Inflation. And and I got a 9.3 for my dance. Yes. Out of 10. Oh, I think, and I maybe, I pulled like an 8.8. So there you go. But so yes, inflation. What are we talking about? So we're talking about inflation and because I don't know how many people in your generation know what inflation is. And I know it can sound like a boring topic, but I was going to talk about inflation and how inflation infects investments. Because if you're starting to invest and you're going to do it on a consistent basis, how does it affect you over time? Right. Okay. Yeah. So let's just define what inflation, inflation means there's a general increase in prices and therefore your money's worth less than it used to be. So, $10 will buy a smaller quantity of goods and services than it did before the inflation went up. Yeah, so $10, me going to the store, might buy me three items versus $10 when you were going to the store at my same age, might buy you 10 items. Well, it depends on the year and the inflation in that year. Right. All right, so- But in, generally with time, inflation has gone up. So, so in general- What happens with inflation is you have the Federal Reserve, and we've talked about them before, but the Federal Reserve will lower interest rates to stimulate the economy. So it'll encourage um, investing and borrowing. So that has to do with inflation. What? So this, I'll, I'll show you how this goes. So when there's too much growth, 
So we're currently in a portion of our economy, this is 2021, where people are saying there's too much growth, meaning the prices of houses are going through the roof. Right. The pr- prices of like wood to build houses was like going crazy. Oh. The prices of used cars went up like over 100% or something like that. Jeez. So that's inflation. So, but when there's too much growth, the Fred can raise interest rates in order to slow inflation. But in general... Got it. So it's an, it's an inverse relationship. Correct. But in general, what the Fed tries to do is try and keep inflation to 2% a year. You don't want zero inflation. Because when there's inflation, if someone raises the price of um, a car... So the car used to cost 20000 and now it costs 20800 Right. Right? So that's inflation. But what's the good side for you as an investor? If you're investing in an index fund, and the index fund has General Motors, and it has Tesla, and it has Honda, and it has all those, when the cost of that buying that car goes up and someone already buys it, you benefit because you own that company. Mm. So there's, there can be a, a great upside with inflation, if it stays to a reasonable amount. Now, in the 1970s, when I was like in high school and started college and stuff, inflation was at like, for all the 1970s, it averages 7.4%, which made it so expensive to get a mortgage. I, my cousin, when I first came out here in 1984, he had a mortgage that was like 14%. It's so expensive. Yeah, it seems really high. Um, and then there was points in 1980 where inflation went to like 12.4%. But the Fed tries to keep inflation at about 2%. So if it, if it went up to 4.8% or something, it will raise interest rates to make it harder to borrow, and therefore inflation will start to creep down. Right. So uh, let me just get this. So raising it 2% each year, if that's their goal. Not raising it 2%. Keeping it. Keeping Maintaining it at 2%, per- at 2% each year. Sorry. Correct. Maintaining it at 2% each year, does that kind of encourage also um, competition within like a market as yes, well too? Yes, it does. Because, you know, capitalism, hello, that's what, right. that's how we operate here. So that, I mean, that makes me wonder that, or it's interesting to learn that inflation is what drives uh, the economy. Drives the economy, I guess, you know, with a whole bunch of other factors, but that it's, I didn't think it was one of the contributing factors. I genuinely, for my entire life, even though I've taken, I think at least three econ classes in my life, but that doesn't make me an expert, but you'd think you'd know this, that inflation was just kind of the result of capitalism, not something that we use to maintain it. Well, it is kind of the result of capitalism. Because I personally am of the belief that inflation, like, Inflation has gone up, but nothing else has increased. And that's why I think part of the reason why we're in certain situations right now, whether it's like housing crisis or homeless crisis, homelessness crisis, or, you know, however you want to break it down, like, it just seems like inflation, maybe they should revisit that. I don't know. No, but, <laughs> but I, so explain to me something, because you said, oh, I thought when inflation goes up, but nothing else does. As in, like wages haven't gone up proportionally. Correct. Um, You're you know, absolutely right. The the cost of a house has gone up way more um, yeah, than, than usual. The the house of the price of college, the price of a house, a car, car. Uh, the price of food, the price of everything has gone up, and the only thing that hasn't gone up with inflation and all of those you know goods and services is uh, a living wage. Right. So so do investments fare poorly? 
during inflation. And it's not necessarily true because it largely depends on the investment. In, and like, for instance, a key reason that stocks can flourish when there's modest in inflation, and I'm saying like between 2 and 4%, is because the companies, especially the big ones, can pass along the cost increases by way of dividends. So a lot of companies pay dividends. And so like, okay, this stock is, you know, $18.40. And we're going to pay a dividend of $0.40. So now the stock is maybe worth $18.80. So you as an investor get to benefit from that inflation. Right. Um, So in general, from 1988 to 2020, so that was 32 years, the... Inflation was at a, a relatively modest rate, about 2.5%. Mm. But during that time, companies, like most of the companies, were making between 11 and 15% over that 32-year period. So if you're yeah, an investor, yeah. even though inflation, someone says, well, inflation is now this, and it's going to cost so much more to do that, it, it tends to be like they need to make news. And it doesn't necessarily affect you as a long-term investor. Matter of fact, it doesn't. Hey, everyone. Just want to tell you about Spotify for Podcasters. It's the app we use to get our podcast to you. Sean and Caitlin have really enjoyed their experience, and it's super easy to use. Certainly, if Sean can use it, you can. We really think everyone should use Spotify for Podcasters. Start talking about your hobbies or your deepest, darkest secrets. Something. You won't regret it. Well, I was going to say, it just seems like it all balances out at the end. If inflation has gone up, or not gone up, if if inflation has been maintained at a certain level across different industries, but overall anywhere from 2 to 4%, maybe that's a little bit less, maybe that's a little bit more, that if the stock market has generally trended up, and it always will, even through the roller coaster that a stock market can be, that they, there's nothing to worry about because history proves otherwise. Correct. Right. So here's a really interesting thing, because you know how we always talk about being a long-term investor. I didn't know this fact until a few days ago. When inflation happens, it usually takes 12 months for any increase or decrease in inflation in interest rates to be felt. So if they raise the interest rates, you're like, oh, wow, I I can't afford that car. I can't afford that house or whatever, because it's so much more expensive. It tends to be 12 months before you actually would feel any of that pain. I was going to say. Or feel any of that increase. But the minute they announce on the news, interest rates are going up, immediately the stock market will go down. (laughs) And when they say they're lowering interest rates, that day, oh, the stock market went up 500 points. So people are going, I have to react right now. When they're not going to see, in general, they're not going to see that result of that inflation up or down for 12 months. So, cause you aren't an emotional investor and you don't watch like CNBC or any of the shows where the lines are constantly growing, going across the bottom of like, well, now the Dow is up 6.72% and now it's up 6.71%. Right. You're not watching that all the time. So you as you, as someone who is aware of this stuff though, and knows the relationship that inflation has with the Fed and raising rates and everything. Do you check? Like, is there a place you go to check? Oh, are they going to raise it next year? Are they? Well, because you're not checking all the time. You is that something kn- you even worry about? Because you it, don't, because it doesn't affect you long term. I don't. You're the I don't game? worry about it because it doesn't affect me long term. Okay. But for instance, 
There is no place to go and check if the Fed's going to raise rates. It's just a bunch of pundits going, well, we believe. So, yes, it's being reported that potentially they're considering a raise. Well, like if the cost of houses, like an example we've heard in California, somebody tries to sell their house and there's a bidding war where people will pay $100,000 over the asking price, sometimes more. Right. So when the news hears that, they're saying, well, the Fed has to raise interest rates to get inflation under control. Right. And that's just all pundits guessing. Yeah. The Fed supposedly, by sometime in the middle of 2022, is what all the pundits are saying, will raise interest rates. But they might not raise interest rates for all of 2021, or maybe they will. Yeah. But it's a constant guessing game, and you never know until the exact day where they decide to keep interest rates the same or raise or lower them on that exact day is the first day you'll know. Oh. There's no place to check. Uh, you'd think that it's I just, you'd make that more accessible. No, because they have to keep constantly take into account all the factors. So they can't say, well, we've decided to raise interest rates, but we're not going to do it for four weeks. No, they, they're, you know, taking a long-term view of like, okay, let's study this part of the market. Let's study that part of the market. Does it make sense for us to do that? They're juggling, but it seems like they're juggling in the future is what it kind of seems like. Well, they're just taking in all the factors into account before they make a decision. Like, for instance, the Fed came out um, a month ago or something. As we record this, it's it's the late June and of 2021. And they said, we're not doing anything with interest rates. Hmm. But- there were a million pundits saying, oh, they're going to raise interest rates, inflation, inflation, inflation. Yeah. And they decided to do nothing. Yeah. So it's it's a constant guessing game. But keep this in mind. If you took nothing away from this episode, it usually takes 12 months for either um, interest rates going up or down for you to feel it as a consumer. Well, that's good to know. I mean, I'm not checking anyways. I feel like from everything that you've taught me, it's... It's the long game or nothing. If, if you try and play it any other way besides, you know, the, the turtle winning the race, whatever that quote is, which I don't know why I can't think of it right now. Anything besides that, if, if you worry about anything too much, you're just sink. It's just quicksand. The more you Correct. think about it, the more you look at the numbers, the more you look at the Fed, you look at, oh, well, the housing is doing this. That means that cars are going to do this. And just trying to figure it out that much more, just, you know, it just feels kind of like quicksand. Well, there's someone I want to have on the show. His name is Rick Ferry. And he's, Rick! And he has been an investment for well over 30 years and had his own uh, investment firm and stuff like that. And he once said, I was listening on another podcast, and he once said, um, investing is easy. Figuring yourself out is hard. Uh, so figuring yes. out your emotions, like how will I react? Like, for yeah. instance, when the pandemic happened, the person I was working with said to me, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And I looked at them and said, nothing. Are you sure? Uh, my investments, I'm sure they're going down. They're going, it's like, you don't have to react. It's funny. I was looking at um, my investments, I guess, the other day. And I, uh, I kind of looked and I could tell, oh, right, that's when the pandemic hit. Because I, I was just looking at like a year to date, or it wasn't even a year to date. It was like a two-year thing I was looking at. It was actually on my phone. And I saw when it went down. And then it, it wasn't even like four months. Maybe it was like four or five months, it seemed. And it was kind of back to where it was. It wasn't like, so the pan- oh, my God, 
I died. And had I taken all of it out, not that you would have let me, <laughs> but I would have certainly locked in my losses. Of 100%. course. Well, and I think we've talked about this before. So approximately second, third week of March of 2020 is the pandemic started. And as we record this, it's late March of June of 2021. And we're sort of coming out of a pandemic. There's a talk of another strain. We don't know where that's at. But here in California, they were like, okay, you can go into restaurants without a mask and stuff. And then there was something in the news today said maybe they're going to put the mask thing in restaurants back on as a mandatory thing. Mm -hmm. But so during that 15 months, pandemic, oh my God, inflation, it's going to be terrible. Right. The stock market went up 16%. Wow. So the people who just said, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? do?" So it doesn't mean that I guessed right. Oh, look, I was right. And the person who was panicked at work was wrong. What it does mean is I'm not going to let the ups and downs of just instant information daily affect my long-term outlook. Right. Um, I didn't know if you had other one other quick thing. Yeah. So, Inflation, how does it affect real estate? So it's tied to mortgage rates. So that makes sense. Whatever the mortgage rates are, they're tied to a 10 year treasury note. So a treasury note is something the treasury, which is basically the federal government, issues a treasury note and they say, okay, if you give us $10,000, we'll give you, and this, I don't know the number now, but let's say 3.2% interest. If you keep the $10,000 with us for 10 years, at the end of that, you will get 3.2% interest. Mm -hmm. And you're saying, well, because I don't want to lose any money, I'm willing to do that. Right. Okay. So there's plenty of people who don't want to lose their retirement savings or whatever, and they're 60 years old and plus, they're willing to do a lot of treasury notes. Whatever the interest rate they're paying on treasury notes, your mortgage will be approximately 1.75 to 2% higher than that. So if they're paying, you know, right now, I think mortgage rates in the country are around 3.2 to 3.5%. So that means 10-year treasury bonds subtract 2% from 3.5. They're probably paying 1.5%. And I don't know for sure. Right. But if a 10-year treasury bond is paying 1.5, add 2% for that. And then that's approximately what a 30-year mortgage would be interest rate wise. So if a 10-year treasury note raises to 7%, add 2% of that, your interest rate for a mortgage will be like 9%. Uh. So that's just another little trick to figure out where where interest rate's going to be. You can type in what's the interest on a 10-year treasury note into Google, and when you turn around, just add 1.75 to 2 to that number, and that's approximately what your mortgage rate will be. Interesting. Yeah, so they're tied together. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't even know that like bank notes were, I knew bonds were a thing. I didn't know bank notes were a thing. Well, bank notes, bond notes, they're all the same. It's just basically, it's a forced savings. And if you keep the money with us, so for instance, if- You're guaranteed to get it back. Correct. So, but if the government says, we will give you 1.5% if you keep this with us for 10 years, they know they can go someplace else and maybe get 2%. Right. So they'll make money on your money. Yeah, well, that's how that's all the companies are doing it, isn't it? Uh, you just were talking about the other day, um, or just t- even today, you said that Venmo is, um, you can't 
Send money immediately. They're holding it. If you want to send it starting immediately, it's August second of twenty twenty one, they're they're going to start charging fees for instantaneous. August you know, or July? August second. Okay, so that's a month away. Yeah. So, but you know, someone who says we're going to dinner and five of us went to dinner and somebody paid on their credit card and you're going to Venmo somebody twelve dollars. I don't know the exact fees because I don't have them in front of me, but I I know I bookmarked that um, article I read. Right. But it's like, to me, it makes no sense because people don't want to carry cash in their pocket or something like that. Yeah. But otherwise, you got to take three to five business days before you transfer that money, not instantaneously, and then the, your friend gets it. And if they're fine with that, that's great. And I think everyone will have to get fine with it unless they just, you know, they don't mind paying a little bit more money. What happens during those three to five business days? They gain interest on your money. Exactly. Yeah. So. Um, but so uh, I guess Venmo has it figured out. You just got to do it. Make it happen for yourself. Right. Um, but thank you so much for. Well, but before we go oh. on, I just want to thank my daughter one more time <laughs> for pursuing her photography career and doing this podcast with me because this is the second, third, fourth contest she's won. And I'm so stinking proud of you for following your dreams working your butt off. I know she stays up till two and three in the morning, sometimes doing second edits on a game that she shot. And now it's really starting to pay off. She's winning these contests. She's got a mentor. It's just great. You're just, your upside is just so great. Well, thank you. And thank you for recording this with me. I hope you guys, um, learned something today. I certainly did. Um, and please subscribe, I guess that's your line. Yeah, please subscribe. But I want to say one more thing. Oh, okay. Uh, guess who came aboard? <laughs> Bangladesh. Oh, really? Okay, wait. And did you see that Greece did too? Yeah. Well, Greece was like two or three months ago, but oh. Bangladesh just recently came aboard. I, I didn't see that. So but, we're at uh, like 13 countries or so. So, so welcome. Um, but we look forward to, uh, you know, the next episode with you guys and we'll see you on the next one. Thank you so much for tuning in. Bye. The content on Dads, Daughters, and Dollars is for informational purposes only and does not constitute professional financial advice. Listeners should consult an attorney, accountant, financial planner, or other professionals to suit your specific needs.